Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John, connected via a 1920s radio. Oh, should I have been doing that too? No, it's fine. I I wasn't going to keep that up long. Well, my name's John. Wow. Wow. Oh, they well, say, did they say wow back then? It was more like wowee. Wowee. Good golly gosh, John. Whatever are we doing? I, uh, I don't know. I think I forgot to ask what we were doing last week. Oh, I think that's the first time we ever skipped that segment. Eh, probably, which is, uh, totally, that means last episode was not canon. Uh, whenever we miss one of our regularly scheduled segments, the episode is ejected from the canon. Ejected right from the zero credits canon. However, it does remain in the head canon. Well, yes, because the head canon is the the individual heads that, of the listeners that we have. They store our head canon in their heads. Yeah, like, uh, you ever play Deus Ex? You asked me that in the last episode or two episodes ago. There was a skull gun. A did, head cannon, if you will. Did it shoot skulls? There was not actually a skull gun. People wanted a skull gun, but there was no such thing as a skull gun. Oh, well, thank you for sharing, and, uh, let's, 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 as my co-worker used to say, talk about a local sports team. Oh, I think we can talk about a local sports team indeed. So there was a big event recently. I, I have been led to believe that yes, there was a big event recently. Uh, some might call it the big game. And, in fact, we must call it the big game, for its other name is trademarked. Oh, that's why Nintendo kept saying the big game instead of the other the other phrase that people would say. I actually feel as though the big game has now uh, reached kind of rote monotony in society. Everyone says big game, so we have to come up with something else. Uh, how about the whole Wavos Rancheros? The whole Huevos Rancheros? Yes. I'm going to submit an application for Hyper Bowl. That is a lot better because mine's just like eggs with salsa in them. Uh, I think that's pretty alright. Let's call it the Hyper Bowl Huevos Rancheros. The Hyper Bowl Huevos Rancheros happened this past weekend. It did on a Sunday. Yes, that's when football's traditionally played for some I, reason. I believe it is colloquially called the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros Sunday. That That's right. They say that often. So I didn't watch it. I did. I watched every second of it. And this might be the first uh, Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros that I have not watched for the past, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, generally everybody tunes in for the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros. And I'm usually a pretty big fan of the uh, the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros. I was just busy, and I've kind of been in a funk, and I don't have cable. All of those things would add up to pretty good reasons to not watch the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros. But I heard it was a good one. It was one of the best games, like the actual event. One of the, the best, like, football game. Can I say football? You can say football, as oh. long as you... As long as it's understood that there's a space between foot and ball. Yeah, of course. It was one of the best foot 
football matches I have ever watched. And uh, the what were the teams playing in that again? Now keep in mind, because of trademarks, well, I'm going to say, I, I know what teams were in it, so I'll say one, you say the other one. Alright. Uh, there were, of course, the Hotlanta Falcons. Yes, and of course, on the other side of the field, you had the Boston area uh, people who were really into this country. Okay, so since we can cut the the states out of it, we can just say, of course, the Falcons and the people who are really into this country. Yes, of course. The Falcons versus the people who are really into this country. Uh, the Dirty Birds, if you will. And the Minutemen. Are those the people who, who guard the border? Those are the people who are ready at a, a minute's notice for uh, invasion during the uh, colonial uh, war. Oh, Minutemen. What did you think I said? No, I heard you. Oh, I just okay. didn't put it together. Yeah, the Minutemen, you know, they were, they were Minute. They were Minute to win it. Now, I had a, I had a thought about the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros. Oh, please, indulge me. Wait, no. <laughs> Enlighten me. So I've, uh, I've watched the last, let's say, 20 Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros with my family and loved ones. Sounds good. And I have always had a basic understanding of the rules of football. Yes, the rules can be, you know, hard to grasp, but easy to pick up. I actually had a question for you. I might have an answer depending on what your question is. Could you teach me all of the rules to football? All right, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, so you got you got your quarterback. He's got the ball. He, he has the ball. He says, hike, he gets the ball, and then he throws the ball. He can't throw it. Wait, what is it? He can't. He can't. It's got to be like a ladder. I don't, okay, what do you want to know specifically? Okay, I'll ask you a series of questions. All right, here we go. Number one. Okay. When the quarterback, I believe that is the one who receives the ball initially. Gen- generally speaking, yes. He, they say hut, and he goes back, and then he throws it. Yeah. Let's say he throws it to, I don't know, a wide receiver. Those are the people who are wide. And when he catches it, the little yellow line on the the field, which I'm assuming is real and not a post-production trick, the little yellow line moves up. Yes. What, why? Is this a real question? Why... All right, uh, so the little yellow line, as you so call it, that is uh, the that marks the first down, where the first down's going to be. That answers my second question. Uh, so each time, each possession, each time a team has a ball, they've got four downs to move that ball down the field. If they don't do it, and if they don't move at least ten yards in four downs, they either have to punt or they just give up the ball at the spot of the last down. So when you move 10 feet, 10 yards, sorry, when you move 10 yards and you get a new first down, that means that little yellow line moves 10 yards into the future or further. Because after he catches it and they do a a football play. Yes. After he is sacked, as they say. Sure, that that's what they say. They then start on that line. Yes, and that is now called the line of scrimmage. Okay, so that answers my third question of what is the line of scrimmage. That's just where the like 
where the two teams are lining up basically at the start of each play. So if if let's say a, a football game is at uh I don't know, fourth and four, does that mean they're in the fourth quarter at the fourth down? That would mean that they have four yards to go to a first down oh, on shit. fourth down. Uh, wait, okay. Wait. Okay, so there are four Okay, there are four quarters, right? There are four quarters in a football game match. Okay. Wait. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so I think I get it. Alright. Okay, so I know about a touchdown. Yes. And I know about a field goal. Okay. A point after touchdown, if you will. Yes. What is a safety? A safety is a very rare, rare thing. One of the most beautiful things in football, in my opinion. Uh, A safety happens when the defense tackles the offense with the ball in their own end zone. Oh. Yes. That doesn't sound very safe. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, why is it called a safety? I'm not entirely sure, especially since there's also a position on the defense called a safety. Hmm. Confusing. They're, they're not responsible for safeties. That's usually done by, like, you know, the uh, the defensive line. So, let's say a safety. Uh, maybe they call it a safety because if you tackle the person with a ball in their own... End zone? Okay, in their own end zone... You don't have to run, thus you're safe. You're safe from being tackled. I suppose you're right. I honestly don't know where the name comes from because I don't know stuff like that. What's a punt? A punt is when uh, a team who has expended probably at least three of their downs, so they're on fourth down, they're electing to not do a play on their fourth down. Instead, they're willing to change possession by punting the ball down the field. I see. Yes. Okay, wait. So is that like what happens after the coin flip? The the kickoff? Is that uh, like a punt? Is that like the king of all punts? It, that's different. A little bit different because a punt is not a place kick. As in the, the punter will receive the ball and have to hold it in order to punt. I uh, see. The, the kickoff is usually done by a place kicker, meaning that the ball is held up by a small plastic stand and is not actually held by any person. Is the place kicker a specific position? Uh, the place kicker is usually most likely probably the same as the uh, punter because it's easier just to pay one person. Now, why don't they call that position leg master? Uh, because... I don't know. <laughs> See, these are the ridiculous things about the sports that we enjoy. You know, I think Legmaster would be a better uh, name for it, but there's no one has ever respected a kicker in the history of the game. But they're so important. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, that's fair. What's, uh... I had another question. Okay. Uh... What's a shotgun? Oh, a shotgun, like a shotgun pass? Yeah. So a shotgun pass is basically when, uh, it it probably refers to something that people call play action, meaning that as soon as the quarterback receives the ball, he's passing it to another person. 
Oh. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, the, the hiking the ball is kind of like loading the gun, and then he just shoots it right away, right to his target. Like, boom, pass complete. That made me excited to watch sports. Did it? It did. Are these, were these, these are actual questions you have? Is, you're yeah, not... these are 100% actual questions because I can enjoy football. Yeah. But terminology I get lost on because like I know they have a specific number of attempts to gain a certain amount of ground. If they don't do that, they have to turn it over. And I knew that, but I had no idea what a first down was. Gotcha. That's just moving 10, you know, 10 yards from the, the, the beginning of the downs. I have a tendency not to listen to commentary because I am drinking and having fun. Yeah. So it's definitely lost on me. Well, the commentary, the, the, the thing about the commentary is that it assumes, the commentators assume you have a grasp on the game already. They don't bother really explaining the rules unless it's like a, a question of rules. Now, where do they assume that I get that information from? That is probably the best question anyone has ever asked of commentators I've ever heard. Maybe they think it was like a father figure, but my dad was more into basketball. Yeah, they probably, I don't know, it's like all sports kind of operate with that, the assumption that you have some sort of background knowledge, and that's why you're watching it. I mean, isn't that the thing that uh, the most perfect sports commentary is able to do? It's able to... Uh, entertain and enlighten you. It's able to like speak to an audience that doesn't really know what they're watching and an audience that does, and it speaks to them at the same level. You would think that there would be commentators like that out there, but uh, commentators these days are only worried about stats and numbers and time of possession and rush- rushing yards and stuff like that. It, it, they really don't care about the viewer at all. They just want to make sure they have the most interesting numbers that they can talk about. I've actually been going down kind of a rabbit hole listening to old baseball broadcasts on the radio. That sounds awesome. Because the uh, the commentators for that have to convey so much information in such a small amount of time and be entertaining and not just like spouting names and numbers. That Yeah, they, they probably, you know, they had to actually relay what was going on because you couldn't just watch it. They were your means of watching it. It's a, it's an art, and I think it's a dying art. I, I think it's a dying art as well, but I'm not sure it's an art that needs to be revived since you can... I mean, I think a lot of commentators operate with the knowledge that they probably get, probably get muted a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you have to, uh, you have to understand that there's this, this artistry to be able to... Let's say you're commentating a, a basketball game, and... If you were able to relay information by saying, oh, court's getting crispy tonight, and people know what that means, oh, so good. <laughs> uh, there's there's actually, like, a lot of local people, like, uh, in New Orleans, there's a guy named Bobby Bear. I'm not entirely sure if he's still alive, uh, but he will commentate the game, and he says, you know, here, here in New Orleans, we have a tradition where we mute the TV and turn on the radio to listen to the real commentary for the game. And uh, so he does like the play-by-play and stuff over the radio while you're watching it on the on the television. Is he the voice of the Saints? I think he might be the voice of the Saints. I'm not entirely sure. I've heard the voice of the voice of the Saints, but I haven't heard his name. I think it's Bobby Bear, but I, I'm not quite sure because I, I, he might have died. I'm not sure. Oh, geez. Hopefully not. 
Well, it's been a it's been a long time since I've I've been in that area during a football game. Man, they must have amazing football games in heaven. You know, I've heard that all of the great people just they get to they they play football all day, then they drink mead all night, and then just the next day they get to play football again. It's great. That sounds pretty great, but to be fair, I think most of the greats would be in hell. Well, look, that's why you, if you die on the field, the 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 football Valkyries come and collect you and bring you to Ballhalla. <laughs> What? Sorry, that was an involuntary reaction to Ballhalla. That's what it's called. I I should have I should have known. But no, these uh these are all pretty helpful to me. Yeah, I mean, and then a lot of people cuz a lot of what I do when I watch football with people and you know, I I kind of act like I know what I'm watching. So I do this a lot. I explain people explain to people like little rules about football and stuff. And a lot of the times I'm just hoping I get it right and no one, you know, presses further. Because a lot of my knowledge is very tenuous, as in I don't actually know it. I mean, I can't call you on anything because I don't know. Now I have uh, two more questions for you, and they're slightly more intellectual than the previous ones. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm all geared up. Alright, now this is an important topic that we've been uh, dwelling on as a nation. Uh, uh, what is the most dishonorable football play? The most dishonorable football play? Yeah, what what play will bring shame upon the house of the players? Um, it might be opening... Huh. Oh, like, okay, so at each half there's a kickoff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if one team, instead of kicking it off to the other team pulled what's called an onsides kick and kicked it to themselves oh devious yeah that's actually happened uh in a super bowl before and it was pulled off by none other than the new orleans saints oh those saints and at the time a lot of people were shocked by it because no one it been it had been a long time since someone had done something like that and uh, a lot of people who were fans of the other team, who I think were the Colts at the time, I don't remember. Uh, a lot of fans of the Colts said that it was unsportsmanlike to not kick off to the other team. And it's like, yeah, but it's a competitive sport. Why would we give you the ball? Yeah, take whatever advantage you can get. Exactly. And here's my second question. All right. Uh, I... Do not care for the <laughs> and I know. I mean, the people who care a lot about this country. What was it? Uh, Minutemen. Let's go with Minutemen. So you can say, I don't care about the Minutemen. <laughs> I don't care about the Minutemen, and I don't care about the Falcons. That was easy. <laughs> uh, so I, I get, I get why people might not like the Minutemen. You don't like people who win all the time. You don't like people who have, like, sloped Cro-Magnon faces. <laughs> that might be true, yes. But uh, what's, uh, what's the problem with the Falcons? I know nothing about them. Uh, the Falcons have a tendency to play in a manner that other teams and fans might view as... Dirty, oh, like a birdie, uh, the, and and they've gotten they've gotten a nickname around the league called the Dirty Birds, the Dirty Birdies, and uh, and 
that's kind of like that's not from what I saw. I haven't watched a lot of them, a lot of their play, but from what I saw in the Super Bowl, it seems like they're trying to move away from that because uh, you know they got a new coach and uh, they're a very young team, so a lot of the people on the team are new. Their walk-ons are rookies, um, meaning that they're just. They're they're being shaped by this new coach. They they don't know sort of the old uh, Hotlanta ways. So maybe that nickname should go by the wayside, and we should make way for this new team without any of the prejudice of sort of what could be attributed to the old teams. And I don't want to make this segment about the hyperbole of us rancheros political in the least, right? But it seems like a lot of people wanted to do that. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of things where apparently people were saying that for some reason the Minutemen were white and the Hotlanta Falcons were black. And so it was somehow racist for the Minutemen to beat the Hotlanta Falcons, which is really weird because, like, both teams have white quarterbacks, both teams have black players it, is it a regional thing is that is this somehow uh, like a north versus south thing i i don't get where people are coming from there was uh there was a lot of that and i don't know my general take on it is i don't necessarily think that the uh political beliefs of sportsmen should be exceptionally uh regarded in uh in relation to how they play a sport i don't know yeah, I mean, let your let your athletic talent on the field do all the talking for you, you know? It, yes, political beliefs are important to people, but when they factor into the, how the game is being played or who won or who lost the game, political beliefs don't take points away or award other points to people. I mean, maybe in the Middle Ages when... Uh... When a particularly good jouster could influence the opinions of a king, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, jousting was a way to raise your status back then. And football's kind of a way to, to raise your status for a lot of people, but not, but, but it's different. You know, today we, we regard kind of like a monetary system more so than when we regard like honor or status. And I, this is a, a not great thing to say, but generally speaking, I'm not going to assume that your average football player is a political ideologue. I mean, I think probably a few of them have some good ideas, but a majority of them, we should probably listen to, I don't know, people who study politics, right? We should listen to the voice of the saints. Uh, Bobby Bear. Yeah, Possibly. also, we should listen to people who've studied politics and are actively trying to say something we shouldn't. You know what? It's fine. Yeah, I, I can see where people want to use their newfound status as an athlete who's on this national stage, and they want to use that opportunity to, to sort of try to correct something they see is wrong with the nation or the world. I can see that. But the way you do it, I think, is like through charity or through activism, you don't you don't try to command the show yourself. Yeah, you know, you, you make changes by putting good change out in the world 
not necessarily like playing football and then just saying shit. Yeah, you know, do something. Don't just talk about it. You know, kind of like what you wanted to do about two episodes ago. Yeah, it's almost like if you have a bunch of money and a a bunch of free time, you should commit it to the things that you want to do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you've got the means, what's what's stopping you from, you know, creating the change you want to see? Or, you know, buy like 50 Papa John's, whatever. Hey, you know, I'm just going to go home, uh, drink a beer, a Budweiser, and uh, spend some time with my family. You know, that that's all I'm going to do. Oh, I'm, eat Papa John's. I'm, I'm Peyton gonna, Manning. I'm going to go uh, spend some time with my Papa. And uh, we're going to go to the mountains, do. That was real weird last year when Peyton Manning just said Budweiser unprompted twice. Like he gave the same response twice in two different interviews. It was really weird. I wonder if eventually they just replaced their brains with branding robots. Like a Meet Dave situation, but without the aliens. It could be. I mean, those months... All of them have, like, money people, and maybe the money people are like, hey, you know, start branding yourself now, because it's, it's over. I mean, if I was a skilled physical performer, and someone was like, hey, do you want to shill for a thing that you don't care about, but isn't doing harm to you? I'm like, sure, give me millions of dollars. Yeah, I would love to shill for, like, products or things that I don't have problems with or do physical harm to people. But, you know... Uh, whatever. It's it's fine. Last, I'm sorry. Last uh, shit. You had you had to like bleep that or something, man. I'll I'll take care of it in post. Last uh, hyperbole, huevos rancheros. Real weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of a lot of weird things happened around this hyperbole, huevos rancheros. Like a lot of people, like okay, so the halftime show, right? Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga did a hell of a job performing everything live. Like there was one, the the beginning was pre-recorded. Uh, like when she was standing on top of the building with the drones. Mm, was it? Yeah, that was pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, the the live part actually started when she's like you know fly, fly, uh, flying through the air doing like flips and singing and stuff. But uh, she did a great job, but then a lot of people had a problem with her show, and this is this is the part that gets me. They have a problem with her show because it wasn't political, they say. I felt, from what I saw, that it was very political. It was very, it was very patriotic and accepting. There were great messages in there. It was the first ever utterance of, like, LGBT and it, during a hyperbole Huevos Rancheros and the history of the event. Like, I think it was just political enough to not have all these people being mad about it. Do you think when they say they're mad that it wasn't political, they mean they're mad that it wasn't critical? I think probably so. Because uh, from what I saw, the general feeling that one got from that halftime show was one of inclusivity rather than exclusivity exactly it was very inclusive and accepting are are we are we trying to not are are these people who want it to be criticizing are they trying to exclude people are we saying that something can't make a sound political message without impugning on people 
I don't want to live in a world where that's true. Also, I don't want to say the word impugn for a few days because it's going to make me mad. So let's let's not say the word impugn. Let's applaud Lady Gaga for a hell of a show. Uh, <laughs> she was like singing on a Mad Max tower for like a part of it. I was like, what? Where are we? What is this? It's it's a good Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Hat hats off to you. Now there is, of course, an implied space between Ga and Ga. Well, yeah, because of the the copyright and the trademarks, and we can't actually say, you know, anything. Yeah, no, we we cannot say anything. That is abundantly clear. Uh, say anything's a ban. Should we like? Sh- should we put like an extra space between say and anything? Um, let's just say say anything. All right, so we can't say anything. We can't say anything. All right. But you know what we can do? What can we do? Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a break of that podcast break. Are you suggesting that we have a nice waffly chocolatey break? I am indeed. That comes in like four sort of parts and you you snap them you snap them you snap them apart and then you eat you eat each part of the break. Um, I'm going to sidebar real quick. I think you're getting too close to the slogan of Kit Kat, which is, there are four pieces, and you snap them, and you eat them. You, you know, <laughs> that's just the greatest slogan. And it's, I just, it's been around forever. I'm sorry if I wanted to try to pay homage to it as we take a break from our podcast. Uh, so I guess I'll just say... Give me a break of that four-piece podcast nougat bar. Okay, so let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. Three, two, two one. If your pee isn't clear, death is near. We're coming back from a break today. You're right, John. And boy, just like that break, there were breaks in the Hyperbole Huevos Rancheros. Oh, like commercial breaks? Yes, commercial breaks. I uh, did not watch it. I know you didn't. Oh no. It's going to be okay, John. John, I'm going to walk you through this. This, The Hyper Bowl Huevos Frontieros commercials are a pretty big deal every year. Would you agree with that? I would say this is terrifying because of the amount of cultural cachet the Hyper Bowl Huevos Frontieros commercials have. And... But in recent years, people have been saying that the commercials are not of the same caliber as commercials from, I don't know, ten years ago. Remember that commercial where a dog touched a horse? Oh, there wasn't even one of those this year. Not even a dog touch a horse commercial? No, the only, uh, they went a different direction with the, uh, the Bud Weezer commercials. Sad. Uh, and that direction was basically, uh, you drink with your friends? Basically. Oh, what an what an amazing, what an amazing. Well, it, it was kind of like tracing this friendship, like of these two guys, through all the times that they had beer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and there was one a- of them. One of them was a horse, and one of them was a dog, right? No, uh, there was also a really creepy one with the ghost of Spuds McKenzie. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that one was a dog. 
So uh, let me just run through, you know, you had your, uh, the, the big contenders this year. You had Squarespace with uh, John Malkovich was going crazy because somebody else was using johnmalkovich.com. Um, you had T-Mobile had one with uh, Justin Bieber about celebration of, like, touchdown moves and stuff. Uh, mm. Of course, you had your movies like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol- Volume 2. Uh, Logan, Ghost in the Shell, the next Pirates of the Caribbean, they all had good showings. Uh, and then you've got the oddballs who I want to talk about. Let's talk about those oddballs. Uh, so let's start out with the American Petroleum Institute. <laughs> Hold on now. What's up? Are you telling me that a- those amazing API commercials that they just dropped the ball this year... Uh, yeah, uh, look, John, on the day of the Hyper Bowl Huevos Rancheros, I am expecting to see a Doritos commercial, beer commercials, GoDaddy commercials. I'm not expecting to see a commercial celebrating the application and utilization of crude oil. That does seem odd. And it was done in a way that was supposed to be taken as, like, inspirational, because it was like, oil is beauty, and it shows, like, people painting. Like, oh, like oil paint. Oil is art, or something, and it shows, like, red lipstick. Mm-hmm. I might have gotten those two confused. And as oil is doing all these things, it's taking us to space. And I'm just like, but we could, why, 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 why would we not innovate a better source for all of these things, right? I mean, I think we're trying to, which that that whole thing sounds pretty tone deaf. It it really did. It seemed like it was like aimed at a progressive crowd, but then you have to remember that it's still fossil fuels that was doing it. I like to imagine they when they dreamed that up, they're like, you know, oil is beauty, oil is art. We're gonna we're gonna teach these people all the things oil does, and that progressive crowd's like, yeah, we. We know we're not happy about it. It's like, yes, look, oil is everywhere, and that's the problem. You're, you're actually demonstrating why we need to find alternative sources for this. I like to imagine, like, oil is beauty. Oil is spiritual. It just shows, like, the Dakota Access Pipeline. <laughs> oil is the environment, and it shows, like, all of the, like, spills and leaks that cause millions of dollars <laughs> in cleanup. Yep. Oil is dynamic pipeline explosion. <laughs> very, very dynamic deep water horizon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just Mark Wahlberg. But uh, the cream of the tone death crop this year at the Hyper Bowl Huevos Rancheros commercials was the annual Scientology commercial. Oh, annual? They've done this for the past... Uh, Three or so years, starting in 2013. Uh, tell me about it. They, they always buy a full-minute ad, which is $8 million, I think, this year. Sounds about right. And this year, their ad didn't say anything. So, like, it was just, like, a blank screen? No, no, no. It There were words in it. A, a narrator was speaking words, but his words literally... Did not say anything. 
Uh, Do we have like an example of this? Yes. I'm going to walk you through this commercial. All right. So we start with a a wide lens zoom on just a road overhead, bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. And the narrator starts saying, there are a lot of words to describe where we are as we journey forward. And And it keeps saying stuff like milestones, progression, at this moment. There are many white words to describe the joy and the sorrow of our victories, our triumphant moments, and the defeats that send us back to the shadows. Mm-hmm. Though there is no language to describe your full potential. Something about, like, the height of your full potential. Oh. And then it just says, science and technology... Scientology.org. Now, I want to pick this apart. I know we didn't do it verbatim, but in the first half of that commercial, this guy keeps saying, there are words to describe these things. Mm-hmm. He never says any of the words that describe he, these things. He might as well be saying, there are words I could be saying. Words with meaning or purpose. When I first saw it, I I misremembered and I thought he was, like, listing out the words that could describe these things. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's just describing the fact that there are words to describe where we are at this moment and the joy or sorrow we feel as we travel forward. That's so crazy. In the second half of the commercial, he says, There is no language to describe... And then he starts describing, right? There's no, there are no words to describe your full potential. Full is an adjective. Mm-hmm. It's modifying potential. I, I, I get the point that he's trying to say, like, your potential is, like, limitless. But even that would be describing your limitless potential. There is no possible way to describe the potential which you may reach your full unlimited indescribable potential exactly so so in the first half of the commercial he's not describing the things that there could be descriptions for and in the second half of the commercial he is describing what he claims that there are no words to describe in a way if that was uh intentional like intentionally dumb that would be genius you know they they have to outsource this stuff right so maybe Maybe the ad company that they contacted, like, pitched them this as a joke, thinking there's no way they would go for this. This ad literally does not say anything, and they bit. Oh, it's like classic uh, Frasier intro music. Sent them a demo, and they just bought it. Yeah, baby, I hear the blues are calling for that Stop salad. salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, they're calling again. Uh, Frasier has left the building. Good night, folks. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so... Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, it sounds like an advertisement for Scientology that you'd see in something that is satirizing Scientology. Yeah, it it really looked like kind of like a, a, a Saturday Night Live digital short. That's a high quality for the Scientology church. Be- because all throughout this this narration, it, it literally just looks like they slapped stock footage of people like smiling as they place a plate in a, in a, in a drawer or something. 
you know, just stock things of maybe a kid playing soccer. And it's just like, none of this seems real. Maybe the Church of Scientology isn't getting the funds it used to get. That could be. Although they still keep ensnaring, like, celebrities that keep giving them tons of money. So I I have no idea. You know, from what I understand, all of the Minutemen are Scientologists. Wait, is that... Is that true? Because I heard that all of the uh, Hotlanta Falcons were anti-Scientologists. Scientologist. Oh, now I think we see where the politics of the football really come into play. In some type of weird religious, almost science fiction type faction battle? It's basically Battlestar Galactica. Oh, so someone on the team is a Cylon? Am I saying that right? Yeah, someone on the Hotlanta Falcons is a Cylon. Uh, so, is a Cylon just like a robot? Yeah, they're robots that can look like people. So, is that the same thing as like a synth from Fallout 4? Kinda. Okay. Is it the same thing as uh, those androids from Blade Runner? Is it the same thing as the uh, host from Westworld? Oh, Westworld, ooh. Is it the same thing as uh, the Major from Ghost in the Shell? She wasn't an android. She was a human put in an android body. Well, isn't she... Okay, so can we say a human was put in an... Here's a, here's a thing. Ghost in the Shell is very confusing to me. Uh, it's great. Um, have can, Okay, so you can't be a human put in a robot body because then you're just an android, right? Yeah, but what about like uploading human consciousness to like a singularity? Does that... That that voids the humanity of the the person. I I think a robot is something that has no consciousness and no organic pieces and is just made synthetically. And I think that a human consciousness in a robot is an entirely different thing that we don't have a word for. I think that's probably a good way to say it. Uh, is an android just a a a robot that looks so human you can't tell the difference? But of course, actually, is it, I guess it would be a cyborg, because android, the, uh, the, like, genesis of that word is, like, andro and droid, I don't know. It's supposed to be man-machine or (laughs) man-robot, like, a a robot that looks like a man. Man Man-bot! I think, uh, yeah, because that's why in Fritz Lang's Metropolis, the... The robot looked like a woman, and it was called the Gynoid. Oh, instead of and. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of Andro, it was Gyno. That's interesting, I think. Um, so, yeah, the, I don't know. The Ghost from the Shell looks weird. I don't know why they're making it as a live-action thing, and why they're using Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's uh, that's real weird. I'm a big fan of Ghost in the Shell, and that movie looks super strange. I've only ever seen Standalone Complex. And it's still a good show. I liked all of the... I liked the episode where they're they're talking... There's some guys playing poker and they're talking about the major sniping abilities. Oh, yeah, because that's like a... Like a... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good show. Zero credits approved. Watch Standalone Complex. Um, If you get bored, don't blame us. Uh, If you get bored, consult the skip list. You can find it at zerocredits.com slash standalone complex skip list. I don't think that exists. It, I mean, zerocredits.com most certainly doesn't exist. Well, yeah, our our URL is something like 
random chain of numbers dot blueberry dot com or something. So if you want to check us out, go to random string of numbers at dot blueberry at com. I, I would def- I would suggest trying to find our Facebook or Twitter and then clicking the link that that says our website because that's a lot easier. That's probably the safer bet. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but it, what are we even doing? It's not even time to start doing all that. Calm Sorry, down. Sorry, I was in a, I was in a social, I was in a social network in my head. <laughs> you were in a social network. Oh, because in, and Ghost in the Shell, you can like browse the internet while thinking, by thinking. And you can have Russian nesting fingers. Is that like tiny fingers inside of your larger fingers? How does that work? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, there's a there's a character on Ghost in the Shell the movie that types really fast because her fingers split into like a hundred fingers. That sounds weird. That sounds like having too many teeth. I mean, you don't know what it's like until you've had too many teeth. I've had dreams about having too many teeth. Apparently, it means I'm pregnant. Oh, is that something that you figured out yourself, or was that from an expert? Oh no, I figured this out myself. You know, consulted my my own reasoning and logic and came to that conclusion quite uh, by my... Oh, I wanted to do a a Zero Credits uh, Hyper Bowl Ravos Rentros commercial. Oh, can we? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to, if that's okay. I I just glanced down at my notes and remembered I wanted us to do our own one. Yeah, uh, is this something you're going to take the reins on or should I be part of it? I want you to take the reins since I talked through all the Scientology thing. Okay, so I gotta I gotta make my own zero credits commercial. Yeah, and uh, I, I you can cast me in it. You can leave me out of it. You know, do whatever you want. Okay, so I'm gonna have two drafts of this commercial. All right. So uh, the first one is uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be a dad. All right, I'm gonna be a dad. Okay. Okay, so you're you're a dad. And I play your precocious son. Alright. And you, you come home and you, you, you turn on the TV to watch some zero credits. Okay. And you're like, oh no, my TV is out. And then you look behind the TV and your son has taken the back of the TV apart and harvested the zero credits from within it. Okay. And then you, like, smile at your son and you're proud because he takes an interest in the things that you take an interest in as he is uh, ingesting zero credits. He's, like, eating zero credits? Okay, so we'll, we'll run through it. You're a dad. You're coming home. All right. Okay, and action. I'm a dad. I'm coming home. Up, up, up. Time to watch my favorite programming. Zero credits. Click! Click! Oh, the TV's not working! Oh, I just gotta pop behind it. Oh, oh. Son, what are you doing? Son, are you eating my zero credits? (laughs) You are! You're eating them! You're eating my zero credits! You Boop. zero credits. Uh, do it. <laughs> uh, how was how that? How was that, director? 
I feel like that was pretty good. I feel That's like pretty good. Uh, there's a reason they call you Mr. One Take. Uh, do they call me that? They do now. I thought you said you were going to have another draft of this. Yeah, I'm going to have a second draft of an entirely different commercial. Oh, okay. Okay, so, uh, okay, this one's a little bit different. This one's more inspirational. All right, that, that'll be good. Okay, so uh, what's going to happen in this one is uh, you are, this is one of those period piece ones. Oh, okay. So you are fresh off the boat going to the United States of America. Where am I from? Uh, you are from... Uh, what's a place from the 1920s with problems? The planet Earth. You're from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> okay. Or Yugoslavia. Did they exist then? I, I don't know. I don't know that part of history. You're from wherever Archduke Franz Ferdinand is from. That's Austria. Austria. There we go. Wait, no, I'm wrong about that. Yeah, it's... no, I'm right about that. Okay, so you're from Austria. Okay. And you are arriving in the United States fresh off the steamer. Okay. Uh, for flavor, the steamer is called the SS... For the steam. Yeah, for the steam. And uh, you arrive at Ellis Island and you you try to tell the surly ticket agent, and I'll play the surly ticket agent. Okay. And you try to explain, I'm new to this country, and you try to tell me what your name is, and you know it's a complicated name, and then I just stick a name tag on you, and the name tag reads zero credits, and you look down and you smile, because you realize that it was all worth it. Sounds great. Uh, Alright. Okay, so uh, I'll get started in three, two, one. Right, 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 right. Getting off the steam, I'm in the U.S. I'm from Austria. Walking up to the Ellis Island. There should be a ticket guy right here. A name. Uh, uh, yes, uh, um, hi, my name is, uh, I'm from Austria, and I'm, uh, my name is, uh, from Austria, and I'm, my, my name, uh, 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 um, uh, it's pronounced, uh, from Austria, and then it's my name, and my name is from Austria, and, uh, you say the vowels off the side of your mouth. Wow, 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 stick. Oh, oh, is this my name tag? Oh, well, oh, yeah. Zero credits. Smile. Zero credits. Do it. Yeah, I think that one's pretty good. All right. I'm. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we could make our hyperbole huevos Franceros commercials on the fly. And uh, what's that going to be? Uh, Four million dollars. Uh, probably. But as we're airing this after the hyperbole huevos Franceros, it's completely free. Oh man, why doesn't everyone do this? Uh, because no one's gonna hear it! Oh, that makes a lot of sense as to why it is free. Exactly! But uh, I feel like, I feel like that's probably gonna reach some people. I feel like it had a strong political message, but it wasn't too overt. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was like, it wasn't alienating everybody. I think it was more inclusive, so I hope that people won't attack it for no reason. And most importantly, it didn't tell you to go to a URL to continue the journey. Oh, man. You know how many commercials during this Hyperbole Huevos Ventreos did that this time around? At least one? Pretty much every single one of them did. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That's a bummer. Oh, one thing you did miss out on, and I highly recommend you probably already saw it, was the trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. Oh, I saw it. It's everything I ever wanted. It looks scary. They uh, they took Stranger Things and like, hey, uh, remember how this was very low-key and scary? Now it's high-key and scary. <laughs> now the, 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 the things are coming to you instead of you going to them. There are tentacles in the sky. Yeah, it looks like a weird spider thing. Dustin's a ghostbuster. Copyright infringement. Uh, yeah, no, very excited for that. Yeah, no, I, I, Halloween. We gotta wait all the way to October. But it'll be worth it. Will it? I'm not so sure. Maybe it'll be worth it. Since they're doing Halloween this time around, you think it's gonna have more of... Like, the, the first season had horror elements, but it kind of backed away toward the end. Or, I don't know. You think this is going to take more of a horror angle? I'm not sure that it will, because it's hard for something that uh, has accumulated so much cultural power as Stranger Things to commit to one genre. Because, in general, once something has power like that, they're like, eh, we're going to be kind of all over the place because we want to serve a million different masters. So it will at least have, like, horror elements, being that it's going to fit in around Halloween, but it's still going to be kind of the show that it was before, only possibly more streamlined. I feel like that's accurate. Also, they're probably going to, I don't know, I feel like Barb's going to be a thing. I, I, I wholeheartedly think Barb is going to come back in some capacity. Because, you know, you can't. You can't leave a creative choice to what it was if people want it bad enough. Well, they can try to convince us that this was the plan all along, so I'm I'm willing to watch them try to do that. Hey, maybe they'll do it convincingly. That's all I ask. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Did you see that trailer for uh, Iron Fist? I have seen the trailer for Iron Fist because I don't, I, I do watch trailers for TV shows. It looks okay. I th- a lot of people are comparing it to the first season of Arrow, or any Batman, or any Iron Man. Uh, why, 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 why is this rich, dead parent, millionaire superhero thing so popular? Uh, because it allows them to have a limited number of personal connections and a large amount of resources. Yeah, I get that. I, I really want to see the rag to riches superhero story. Where someone gets rich by being a superhero? I guess that's Spider-Man, huh? Yeah. Darn it. I, uh, I don't know. I think it looks interesting, but uh, I want to watch Legion. I, I saw a bunch of promos for Legion, and I'm, I'm not, I know it's somehow tied into the X-Men universe, but I'm not entirely sure how or what or why. All I know is the series was created by and largely directed by the guy who did the Fargo TV series. The Fargo TV series is really good. Uh, yeah, the, so I'm excited. Well, it it comes on tonight. What? Fargo? No, Legion. It premieres tonight at like 8 or 9. Nice, I don't have cable. I do, so... <laughs> oh, oh you, <laughs> you hear that, Henry? What? It's the sound of the the zero credits mail train oh. rounding the corner. Is that is that is that what that horrible noise is? 
here's the mail truck. Uh, here it is. Are you gonna Are you gonna grab it? It's gonna pass. Oh, uh, hey, I'm here. Um, I thought the noise would continue, but apparently it's not moving. It stopped, Henry. God. Oh, I'll grab the letter. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, say hi to your mom too. Okay. Uh, all right, we got a letter. We got a letter. What is this? Blue clues? No, it's not. Uh, what's the letter? Uh, this come this this letter comes from our our dear friend, and we never reveal we never reveal names. So, what should we call this one? This is a new friend. It's under your total anonymity. Uh, it's uh, it's it's anonymous, you might say. Uh, so we are going to call this emailer. Um. Oh man, what could we call this emailer? There's so many good potent Truman Capote. Truman Capote, all right. So this letter comes from Truman Capote, the author of In Cold Blood. That is literally the book I was looking I mean, what? Uh, and he- Truman Capote writes, Hey, zero credits, please verify your email address. Well, that's a little rude. Yeah, it's kind of demanding. Uh, he continues, Someone, hopefully you, has used this email at Twitch. Please click the button below to verify your ownership of this email for the account zero credits. You will wait, not so wait what? Does does that mean sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but no please continue. Uh you will not be able to receive email notifications until you do so. That's it. I feel like that's pretty demanding, but also a larger question. Does that mean we have a Twitch account now? I believe that means we have a Twitch account now. Well, uh, I said I'd do it, but I guess Truman Capote beat me to the punch. Yeah, this this random person, Truman Capote, uh, just made a Twitch account for us and gave us... We have zero credits, like, straight up. Just, you know, w- all one word, no uh, parentheses. It's great. I guess what that means, we're going to have to start streaming video games. Yeah, we're going to have to start streaming video games. That'll be great. That'll be yeah, fun. I have I have the capacity to do that. I have the capacity to screen share with you and commentate. That uh, I guess that's going to be a thing we do in the near future. So, uh, listeners, if you want to keep an eye out at zero shit, if you want to keep an eye out at twitch.tv slash zero credits. Is that the official URL that they should use? I believe that it is. All right. I hope you're right. Because it is twitch.tv, right? I think it is twitch.tv. I've never actually looked at the URL. Twitch.tv slash zero credits for our hottest, fastest streams. <laughs> hottest, fastest streams? What on earth does that mean, John? Uh, it means exactly what you want it to. I don't want it to mean anything. But hey, if they don't want to get in contact with us on Zero Credits Twitch channel, which they cannot because they will be watching us, though I suppose there is a chat function. There is a chat function, and you should probably... Hey, it is just twitch.tv slash zero credits. That is our easiest URL yet. That is. And, uh, no, they should get in touch with us there, because if, like, you gotta chat while you're, while you're watching. Yeah, what's the point of living if you ain't chatting? You gotta get busy chatting or get busy dying. And, uh, look for our upcoming My Summer Car stream. 
products. Are we going to record that in any capacity so people who don't catch it live can still watch it? I think it automatically records to your previous broadcasts. Yeah, I think you have to enable it. Yeah, I'll enable the shit out of that. That'd be cool. So even if you don't catch the live broadcast, you might be able to catch a video on demand of that stream. Catch that hot VOD. VOD means video on demand, for those of you who do not know. And if you want to suggest games for us to play on our Twitch channel, or just suggest things for us to do in general, uh, you can reach us on social media. Oh, social media like what, John? Social media like twitter.com, we are at ZCPCWHJ, which of course stands for Zero Credits Podcast, Waxy, Happy, Jour. Right, of course. Uh, Could not think of a J word. There's a reason it's worth so much in Scrabble. And if you want to email us, you can email us at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com, much like Truman Capote has, much like Mysterious Emailer X has, and much like all of your peers have. You might as well get on the train now, otherwise your peers will leave you behind in the digital dust. I mean, if all your peers are doing it, you should do it. That's how peer pressure works. And if you want to contact us on Facebook, search for Zero Credits on the Facebook search bar. I don't understand Facebook. Do we have other things? Uh, I think that's about it. Although you claimed we have an Instagram and you claimed we had a Snapchat, but we don't. Okay, so Truman Capote, get on setting us up with a Snapchat. Yeah, come on, Truman. You, 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 we're not paying you to, 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 to be all not giving us accounts that is accurate because we are not paying him that's i mean we are not paying him but uh get at us truman let us know sounds cool to me but uh i suppose that about does it henry wow another episode of zero credits all wrapped up in a box and bow ready to be get stop listening to (laughs) yep stop listening to it once it's in a box well, I mean, it's, it would be hard to hear it in the box because it's 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 audio, and if you put it in a box, it's going to be muffled. And then if you just hold your ear up to a box, people think it's Christmas. John? Ah. What did we learn today in today's episode of Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things with your host, Henry and John? I learned that uh, first down is when you score 10 yards of football. And I learned that Being in a commercial is just like being in real life. You're always confused and someone's just making a noise at you. It's it's as accurate as anything else you'll ever say. And with that, goodbye. Goodbye, dear listeners. Goodbye, dearbs. Goodbye, dearbs. Goodbye, dears. I say the last why every time. You ever go deer hunting? I I don't know. No, no, no. I've eaten deer, but I've never been hungry. Be a good song. Be a song, man. Be a sportsman.